Welcome to Beyond the Bricks, a downtown Valdosta podcast. Join us as we get to know the places and people that live and breathe the downtown life, who they are, where they are from, where they are headed, and how you can fit in. Plus, all the fun things happening in downtown. Pour a cup of coffee or crack open a cold one and let's go Beyond the Bricks. Hey guys, welcome to episode number three of Beyond the Bricks, um, your podcast for all things downtown Valdosta, and I'm your host, Ellen Hill, and with me is Rachel, your other host. (laughs) She's a little quick on the trigger today. (laughs) Rachel is here. I'm back. In the house. Um, So we are really glad to have you guys back. We have a really exciting episode today, but first we want to talk about all the fun things that are happening in downtown. Yes. So hit it, Rachel. (laughs) My go, huh? (laughs) Um, All right, so coming up, um, I guess the next big thing when you're listening to this is going to be brown bag. Yeah, brown Um, bag's my favorite, I think. Is it it the longest standing? Probably so, yeah. Yeah, so it's going to be May the 3rd through the 7th, so it's a daytime concert series, lunchtime, Courthouse Square, five bands. Over five days. Over five days. Yes. Um, Jesse's Restaurant Catering will be out there serving hot dogs, hamburgers for purchase. Kona Ice will be there with snow cones, and then we'll have some other food options. We're working out those details currently. Yeah, but if you've never been to Brown Bag, um, it's it's really one of our greatest events. It's been going on forever and ever. Um, you know, we it, it's just so fun. It's chill. It's just really enjoyable. It's got great weather usually like you get to sit outside and and listen to music and eat lunch I mean what's what's not to love yes agreed and we we do have um some tables and chairs but they are extremely limited sure so bring your own chair just throw it in the trunk on Sunday night and keep it there that's what I do yeah of course (laughs) and then you can just pull it out every day it's pretty easy yep yep so and then what else we have so that's exciting um but even more exciting that evening we're going to bring back our friday act which is sean hopper and he has a violinist coming with him too and i i can't remember his name um because he just travels sometimes with him but he they're going to come and we're going to set them up on the courthouse steps like on the steps with some uh lighting going on up there and they're going to play a first friday concert that night so that's the first time we've ever done that. Not first Friday concert, but extending Brown Bag into the evening. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, a lot of people have always come to us and said, hey, why don't we just have evening concerts as well? Because they love Brown Bag so much. So, yeah, and it's should. all it's and it's part of, you know, the initiative to get first Friday jazzy again. <laughs> is that a thing? Jazzy. So the concert <clears throat> carrying over is just part of the revival of. First Fridays, yeah, that we're working on. Right, so. yeah, we've got big plans. Always, always big plans for sure. Yeah, and so, and I guess the only other thing that's that's really kind of pertinent as far as events go downtown is maybe build a bouquet and Maker's Market, but that's a few weeks out. So. Yeah, so we'll talk about that more in depth next time. But Maker's Market definitely, just go ahead and note it may sold out. Yeah, so the vendors are sold out. We are working ahead of schedule this year. So if you're interested in future months apply now for sure yeah and and build bouquet is coming up too so just get that on your calendar that's always a fun event yep yep okay so now this this is the time we've all been waiting for drum roll (laughs) wait wow i think my eardrums are blown out now (laughs) oh my goodness there you go um we would like to welcome our episode number three very special guest, our VIPs, is uh, Chris Jones and J. Rice Martin from Georgia Beer Company, who also, fun fact, happen to be in part sponsors of the podcast. They are, gentlemen, part sponsors. And why are they Wait, sponsors? Whether they know it or not. They do know it. But <laughs> ask us why. Why, Rachel and Ellen? Because they provide the beer for all of the podcast recordings for our guests to enjoy. Should they choose. Should they choose. And we're happy to do it, by the way. Yeah, well, I mean, Absolutely. it's it's amazing, and we're just really glad to have you. So we're glad to be here. Yeah, what gentlemen? What's your drink of choice today? Uh, Southern Isles in the can that we are pouring into glasses. Yep. So today we're drinking Southern Isles Tropical IPA, and uh, we recommend that this beer, especially, but all of our beers, but really this one, gets poured into a glass first. It lets the the aroma come out. The, the beer just tastes better once you get it in a glass. 
I think it's important to ask Ellen, uh, you and I, to what is your favorite beer? Um, I know what it is. Oh, well, here we go. You, you, you guess mine, I'll guess yours. Okay. Yours is Loblolly. It is. That is 100% true. However, I can only drink one. <laughs> yes, she can. That, that should be the case with most people. <laughs> yes. We actually had, for a while, a three, three Loblolly maximum on uh, at the brewery because people were drinking more than more than three and getting a little out of hand. They yeah. sneak up on you. Well, they didn't realize that it was, what, 9%? Yeah, it's very, very, alcohol? yeah, it's very strong, although it's very tasty. I also, um, a close second would have been that um, that coconut, the... Ludowissi Speed Trap. Yes. I, I never tried like, that one. I really like that one, too. It's, yeah. it's very fruity. The the lemon, not the, not the lemon, it's coconut. The coconut, coconut and the yeah. uh, vanilla mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. come through. It's, yeah. it's different, but it's really good. Um, I would say that yours is toss-up between mm. probably the raspberry or the blueberry, because I do think you really love that blueberry. Wrong. I was going to say I do raspberry. love the blueberry, but you're wrong. You also like a good IPA. Correct. <laughs> so my favorite would be the cans in front of me at this oh, moment, no, yeah. Southern Isle. That's Why? A good choice. Because it's always, I, which I'm not going to drink. So <laughs> not going to drink. I cannot drink. We're on the clock, man. We are on the clock, but you can drink, but... Thank you for for thinking that. That I is was my fave. We'll crack save it one. open right next to the mic to have this nice. You can still do that because I have a feeling that you'll get into another one shortly. Yeah. At least J. Rye seems to be yeah, yeah I we, I, I pushing gonna, through quickly. I, I thought he was going to get that one so you could shotgun it real quick. Yeah, yeah that would not be good. You could save I, it for later. Though. I have to pick children up. Yeah. this afternoon. You have so. your pocket knife on you. I do. Oh my I mean, gosh. <laughs> So, with that being said... <laughs> well, you didn't ask us what our favorite beers are. Yes, is what we're drinking today. We're going to get to that. Okay, okay. Oh, that might be we a, don't mess up one of your schedule. I mean, we don't really have a schedule. We are just winging it. But I just... I know us well enough to know we're going to get there. We'll, we'll totally get there. Um, however... We do have a, a question and answer a little sesh that we like to do at the very beginning of the podcast to get to know our, our guests a little bit better. Send it. So what we're thinking is we have a list of questions. They are numbered um, 1 to 200. Rachel has a full stack and I have a stack. Hold on. 1 we're to not, 200. We're not asking you 200 questions. We will each give you... Let's start with two, two questions each. And okay. if you answer them well and thoroughly, we will not force you to do a third. So each of you get to choose a number between one and two hundred. Are, are there correct answers? No correct no. answers. So Just we'll go well and thoroughly. I'll start. It's a it's a get to know you question. One one twenty five. I think that's you, Rach. I have that one. Ooh, good one, good pick. Okay, I get real good excited job. about these. Yeah. Yeah. High five. All right. What are you most proud of in the last year? Oh wow. Uh, that's a good one. Isn't that, that a good a, one? Does that be work-related? No. Personally? We want to get to know you, Chris you. Jones, as a person. Not Chris Jones, Georgia. I mean, obviously Georgia Beer, but Chris Jones. I would say I'm most proud of um, my family bought a new house. And nice. so we moved into the county. We're in Lowndes County, just up the road from Wild Adventures. And uh, it's like the house of our dreams. It's a great house. Uh, we looked, we kind of were thrown into the house, housing market inadvertently we were renting a house in in valdosta but that person decided to sell it so we had like 30 days to find a house oh, wow. and um we saw a couple of potential houses we even put an offer in on one in stone creek that we thought was the one they didn't want to negotiate with our offer at all and then like god just threw one right in our lap i mean we went to look at this other house for the second time and as we drove into the neighborhood we saw an, another house with a for sale sign that had been put out like an hour before and um we acted on it we, we got it and now we're we, we love our house and so i'm really proud of this 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 is the second home that i've owned and i'm really proud of that that That's is right. definitely something to be proud yeah, of Yeah, absolutely congratulations thank you putting yeah. down roots that's right <laughs> all, right. all right. right you're up jay rice uh 65 i think that's me okay that's your high school I, like what's uh, football this, you, number you were like so certain so yeah what was the that's my high school football number oh okay glory days yeah you're from here though right i am yeah and you went to where we're asking. He went to Lounge High School. We'll get there. Go Vikings. Go Vikings. Okay, sixty-five. Your football number. What qualities do you look for in a boss? <laughs> in a boss. Does anybody have a mirror? <laughs> just, just tell them what you like about Amanda, because that's that's your boss. <laughs> oh, there yeah. you go. Amanda, however, is his wife. In case anybody was wondering who that was. Huh. The qualities that I look for in a boss. 
That's kind of a hard question to answer. Or maybe how about what qualities you, you want boss. to have as the boss? You could twitch it. Mm -hmm. We could do that. Um, informative, decisive, um, really knows what they're talking about. Um, I probably say those because I wish I was those things more often. Um, but yeah, uh, really someone that uh, really shows leadership qualities more so than just being a boss, you know, that just tells you what to do. Someone that leads by example. A servant leader. Yeah. Yeah, I like that too. That was good. That is good. I think he does that. You know, as, you could. As, the, as the owner of a business, you have things that pop up. I mean, if the toilet breaks, Jay Rice gets on his hands and knees and know. fixes I, it. I have a lot of people that ask me questions. <laughs> and I'm just like, man, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know the answer to that question, but I try and find out. Mm -hmm. But that may so. be the beauty of this, though. Maybe so. I like it. I think those are good qualities to have. Thank you. All right. All right. Second round of you're questions. Up. Oh, you're up. All right. Um, so my first number, 125, that was my birthday. Um, 14. I think that's me. That's all you. Okay. Number 14. Do you like going to the movies or do you prefer watching movies at home <laughs> traditionally i would much prefer to go to the movies um mm -hmm. nowadays though i watch pretty much everything at home i mean nowadays everything that's in the movie theater is also on some streaming device or another anyway so you yeah. might as well watch it at home that's true um, but historically like for the most majority of my life i'm a i'm a movie theater kind of guy mm -hmm. i like the big screen i like the popcorn i like the huge sodas um yeah. I agree with that. Me too. It's not just about the, the theater. It's about the experience, experience. of going. That's right. Do you well, feel like that's changed? I mean, obviously it's changed just because of the way that they're served to you now as far as movies and platforms. But do you feel like the last year has changed your To be honest, I haven't interest? been to the movie theater since COVID started. Mm -hmm. um, not that I like don't go on purpose. I, I, I would go. Um, I mean, they were closed for a long time. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah they mean, were. It, I'll tell you what I don't like. I don't like people who are talking in the movie theaters while I'm trying to watch a movie that I want to see. Agreed. I'm the I'm the shusher guy. Are you? Absolutely. You're a shusher. Especially if it's like a bunch of high school kids just acting the fool and being yeah. silly. I'll just turn around. I never did that in high school. Really? Chris never did either, I'm sure. I'm sure never. he didn't. Never. I never did anything inappropriate in a movie theater. I also... No, none of us did. Heck no. No. Yeah. You don't do stuff like that in public. She said, heck no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Yeah, I think you. I think everybody's been forced to be. Oh, there you go. There it went. Movie At-home movie watchers. That's one of the big That's a bonuses. Perk. You can drink beer while you watch movies at That's home. That's true. I have been to some movie theaters, though, where you could drink. I have also. There. Mm -hmm. In Jacksonville, I think, was yep. the last one I went to. Um. But I would love to see movie theaters come back in popularity, primarily because I own a little bit of stock in AMC, so I'm hoping that that, <laughs> that plays out. <laughs> Uh-oh. What is that? Got some solids. Um, is that bad? No. Sometimes it's a hop, a hop matter. Mm -hmm. um, it makes the... Typically, you don't see it, but sometimes you do. It's uh, just a coagulation of hop matter and a little bit of yeast, and, mm -hmm. and we call them floaties, but... I, I, I like it. I like yeah, I, yeah, That's what we call them. It's kind of like, you know, sometimes you get the, the orange juice with the pulp in it on purpose. This is like... It's beer pulp. This is beer pulp. I, I mean, I could get my beer pulp. It was the floaties that threw me for a loop. <laughs> yeah, you're they, just they, at actually, they actually don't float, so I guess we shouldn't call them that. That's your science background coming through explaining that to us. That's an extremely technical term. I know. Okay. Was that this can? Let's look at the date. Yeah. Uh-oh. I like it because I think it makes it a little more hoppy. This is a recent canning. Yeah. You need to check them all out now, huh? Yeah, we'll have to look into that. We'll have to go have a serious conversation with our head brewer. And be decisive. And be decisive. And informative. And informative. And informative. Yeah. <laughs> Lead by example. All right. Number You're two. Up. Number nine. Oh, almost all the questions are on. I know. It was me last time, so okay. it's only fair. This is a very important question. Are you ready? Yep. Yeah. What is your favorite ice cream topping? Ice cream topping? Topping. <laughs> um, gummy bears? Mm. On ice cream? No, they freeze. Uh, All of us are looking man. at you like, really? I love 
gummy bears. We don't mean to judge you. I like on gummy your bears ice cream? too, but they get hard. Yeah, on my ice cream. Ugh. And I kind of like it when they get hard. <laughs> <laughs> it seems perfect, perfectly natural to me, whatever. Is it because then you can enjoy them longer? Mm-hmm. It takes longer to eat than say so, Yes. Yeah. The experience. You draw out the experience. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, all about the experience. You, you just suck on them a little bit, and, <laughs> and they warm up in your mouth, and then you chew them up. I would like to point out that she, that Ellen also looked at you with confusion of why you chose jetty, jetty Bears. What are they? Gummy, Gummy Bears. <laughs> but now she's explaining to all of us and our listeners why you chose. I was trying to help him out. I know. You saw him struggling and was un... Wasn't it's sure about his answer. A, it's a completely honest answer, and I'm going to stick with it. Gummy thank, bears. Thank you for your honesty. The reason why I'm helping him <laughs> explain Chris this. I'm crazy. No, the reason why I'm helping him explain this <laughs> is because my 15-year-old also likes gummy candy on his cold ice cream, and I think it is weird. That's just... However, that I understand... texture juxtaposition just does not make sense. <laughs> Sometimes you got to mix it up, man. It's like salt and... Just give me some strawberry. Salty and sugar at the same strawberry time. Strawberry syrup. Sprinkles are good, too. <laughs> cool. All right, so um, lightning round of questions is done. Congratulations, you passed. Thank you. Cool. Yeah, good job, guys. I studied really hard. Yeah. Well, you know. You what is it? Failure to, uh, failure to plan? No. I'll come <clears throat> back to you with that thought. I'm uh, trying to be deep. <laughs> a failure to plan is a plan. Oh, yeah. Failure to plan is a plan to fail. All right. That was good. My dad taught me that. What are we planning? Life. Okay. So don't plan. Uh, I'll, let me think about how that okay. can. Okay. Moving forward. I need to hear that same Failure exact Failure to thing plan is planning to fail. In Morgan Freeman's voice. Yes. And then it would totally sound right. <laughs> can we put it? It didn't matter what Morgan Freeman, what he can says. Can we put it on a poster? Planning to yeah. fail. Planning. <laughs> did, fail, did I put it that way? Failure to plan is planning to fail. Got it. Bada bing. Oh, yeah, it. that's completely the opposite of what you said. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't. Right, okay. It's the temperature like it. in the right, room. Right. <laughs> plan, plans limit your uh, your options. They limit your uh, ceilings. That's that's very true. That's probably one of the uh, biggest difference between me and Chris is that Chris is very um, good at uh, improv. Very good improv guy. That's one of the re- uh, that's what I like about him really. And I'm a really plan oriented person, but. Most of the time, your plans don't go according to plan. And it's very good to have someone that can improv in your corner. High five. He's, wow. he's able to be fluid. Yeah. And you're more of a... No, I think that your, your personalities definitely complement each other. Agreed. For sure. Thank you. Which is one of the reasons why I was like, okay, I'm going to ride, the, ride the, the thing. And Chris is kind of like, yeah, just, 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 go, uh, just go for it. So, just yeah. Drive, just drive your golf cart. Yeah. Whatever. Just day up. Pops and wheelies on that golf yeah, yeah, downtown. Just, just do it, man. Has it always been that way, though? Like, since y'all have not... How long have y'all been friends? That's a good question. Um, I'm not sure what year we actually met. It was when we were students at, at Valdosta State, for sure. Mm-hmm. We have a, a huge number of mutual friends, but not so mutual that we were, like, hanging out all the time. So we would bump into each other at random events. One, one time that really sticks out in my head was a, uh, I think it was homecoming, VSU homecoming. And uh, I don't know whose truck it was. Somebody had set up a tailgate um, outside the field. And I came probably with James Workman. And uh, maybe Drew was there. I don't know. But Travis Key was probably there as mm-hmm. well. But I didn't know that you were going to be there because I didn't know you very well. As a matter of fact, I thought his name was Jay Rice. Like, I thought that was his first and last name. Uh, and for and actually, his wife Amanda in my phone for the longest time was Amanda Rice because I thought their last name was Rice. <laughs> my last name is Martin, by the way. Not Rice. <laughs> So I remember that time. There was another time uh, when me and Drew, Drew Young was my, actually he was a partner in the business at first, and we lived together on Iola Street in college. Yeah. One of my last years of college. Yeah, I went to Iola. And we had a little house party, mm-hmm. and then we went to Felix's house. Felix from, maybe we shouldn't talk about this, uh, Felix Fainer from Tipsy Transit. Yeah. He was throwing a party. We went to his house, and 300 had just came out, the movie 300. Talking about 2007, 2008. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, um, you know, we were all... You know, masculinity high with 300. If you've seen 300, you know what I'm talking right. about. Right. And uh, we, we went to that party. We showed up with some, because it was like just a walk down the street. We showed yeah. up with some beers. And it, we were like the oldest people there, like by a long shot. <laughs> yeah. We were so old. 
they were like, who are these old dudes coming up? And the movie Beer Fest that just came out recently as mm-hmm. well. And there was a scene where they're like the old people at some party. Right. And so we showed up at this party, and somebody said, um, oh, didn't we have like a name for ourselves? Um, someone said, who are you guys? And uh, Chris uh, ch- chugged a beer. No, and- no, no, no. You're right. They said, who are you guys? I said, we're, we're the party brigade, and we're yeah. here to play some drinking games. <laughs> yeah, and he, and he chugged a beer, crushed it in his hand, and threw it on the ground. And then turned around and asked us what our profession was, and we were like, "Hoorah, hoorah!" Just and like they, all, doing they all chugged their beers. Yeah, it was. I mean, I guess you had, had to be there. It's pretty no, awesome, but though. it's yeah. We're you're painting the picture. We got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, so that's it, it, it. was like a scene out of a movie, right? So well, you were. Like in, it. it sounds which, like you were inspired by two movies right, in one, yeah. which mm-hmm. we were. It's Beer Fest and Three Hundred. It would help if I had seen either one of those. Movies. I saw Three Hundred. Yeah. Well, now you have homework. I know. Yeah. Definitely. But I know that some of our listeners have definitely seen that. For sure. Yeah. Okay, so y'all met 2006, 7, Mm -hmm. 8, became buddies. So when did you decide that you wanted to brew beer in your garage? Because I knew that's how it started. Well, we didn't actually want to brew beer in the garage. I don't remember when this was. was I I actually do. I remembered the other day. um, It was... So uh, we all got reacquainted on a bachelor party uh, of James that he mentioned earlier. And then we started a little text thread uh, afterwards. And one of the things, just to talk back and forth, because we were all living in different states at the time. And one of the things, uh, uh, it was Drew, he he said, uh, he asked, you know, what would you guys want to do if you won the lottery? And we said very different things. And uh, Drew was like, you know, I would open a brewery. And he was probably at at a brewery at the time. But he was like, I would open a brewery. And hire you guys and we'd all drink beer all day and uh a few days later yeah drew said that and a few days later i remember where i was at uh i i, I had just bought a, a portable building uh, to put behind, behind my house so i was really like excited and i revisited that thread and i was like why don't we just uh start doing this and uh I think the next text was uh, Chris was like, "I just uh, got an LLC." Like, yeah, like that. <laughs> it's very Chris. It, yeah, it was it was it was very immediate, uh, and everybody was pretty much on board at that point. That's really cool. So that was in like probably what 2013, maybe 14. It it was it was during the the big craft beer movement it was around 2013, 2014. Well, the LLC was started in 2014, 14, so that yeah. must have happened in in yeah. 2014. Yeah. yeah. And so there were five of us at that time, mm-hmm. five buddies, five college buddies. And like, like Jerry, I said, we all lived in different states. At that point, I lived in Florida. I lived in Madison, Florida. So we had Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, North Carolina. And Mississippi. And Mississippi. And we were, like, spread out all over the place. But, in the south. But Madison was just 20 minutes from Jerry's house. So he and I were the ones that actually started, you know, we're like, what do we, how do we open a brewery? What do we need to do? And somebody said, well, we probably need to learn how to brew beer if we're going to yeah. open a brewery. Step number yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. Step one, check. So, <laughs> and I think I had a a, um, a a setup, like we could set up in our garage and uh, close it in and everything. And so that was kind of how that came about. So what what were you doing for your real jobs at that time? Um, I'm not at liberty to say. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, I was <laughs> It's a secret. I worked for uh, the Georgia Bureau of Investigation. Mm-hmm. I was a forensic biologist uh, over at the Southwestern Regional Crime Lab over in Moultrie. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was doing. And so that helped you learn how to brew beer. I would imagine if you have some sort of chemistry, biology background, that well, probably gave yeah. you a little bit of a of a step above other people who maybe were just walking into that. Yes, well, my <laughs> previous education was, was in biology, so I knew a little bit about yeast and mm-hmm. organisms of that nature and how to keep them alive. Mm-hmm. That's the most important part. Yeah. Just keep them alive. And make them happy. Mm-hmm. To make tasty beer. What about yeah. you? What were you doing? At that point in time, man, I've had so many jobs. Like, <laughs> So my original goal, I went to college to get a bachelor's degree in criminal justice, and I had been in the Coast Guard ever since 2002, and my ambition was to be a criminal investigator with a federal law enforcement agency. I didn't know which one. Well, it ended up looking like it was going to be um, ICE. So I was going to be uh, an ICE special agent. Like That was my, my goal. And uh, graduated from VSU, put all my paperwork in, 
Um, went, went through all the medical screenings and the background screenings. I was waiting on my school to start at, at the Federal Law Enforcement Training Center in Brunswick. Mm -hmm. And then the new DHS budget came out, and DHS lost 7% of their budget. So the first thing they did was cancel all of the scheduled schools. And I was told I'd have to reapply on the next vacancy and start the process all over again, which that process took almost a year and a half. And uh, when that happened, I was like, forget that. I'm not, I'm not doing that again. I'm going to find something else to do. So, but, but to answer your question, I guess in 2014, what was, was I doing? I was it, either, I was one of a few things. It, I was either a it, newspaper reporter for Green Publishing in Madison. Mm -hmm. I was before that. Uh, I was before that? Yeah, the, the, where you go help people with jobs. Okay, so in that case, I was working for uh, the Florida Workforce yeah. Development Board. That's it. Kind of like their version of the Department of Labor. Mm -hmm. And I worked for Career Source North Florida, which is in Madison. And I was an employer services representative. My job was to help local businesses in, in two different counties um, succeed, whether it was how to hire people, how to screen resumes, how to utilize technology to find better applicants. Um, and actually, that's how at, the, at a, a seminar I went to, I learned how counties and cities operate kind of like small businesses and that their um, service and their revenue that they kind of deal with is, you know, tax revenue is, is their income. And then services and um, other things are their are their product, and so that's how I learned how local governments and communities can kind of solicit for new businesses to come in, and they have things to offer like maybe discounted land or uh, tax abatements or, or things like that. And that's what gave us the idea to go talk to the Valdostalanos Development Authority and kind of pitch our idea to them to see if they had anything to offer. Because at first we we weren't 100% decided on Valdosta. I mean, I'm glad we ended up here. And it was always in the top three. We also spoke with Thomasville and Lake City, Florida as well. And we beat them out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I have a question because obviously both of you had careers or were working in jobs that were just typical jobs. Uh, well, obviously yours was maybe a little less typical working at a crime lab, but just jobs that you could count on. There were nine, you know, hours you could count on, money you could count on, um, probably benefits that you could count on things. Were, were y'all married at the time? We both were, yeah. So when you went to your wives, because I myself am a wife, so when you went to your wives and you were like, listen, hun, uh, this is what I want to do, and you're going to stop doing what's, what society and what what we're taught that we have to do as far as being functioning adults, like how did that conversation go? Well, all that didn't happen at one time, so we, we still had the jobs for, for several years before we said we weren't going to have the jobs. Okay. And so that income was, was still coming in, so the, the, I'm sure in their minds it was, uh, it was a hobby. Mm -hmm. It wasn't that in our minds, but that w when you're in that type of relationship, that, that, that's, that's just small details that you don't really don't worry right, about. Right, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, if, if they want to brew beer in the garage, whatever. You know, right, and then it it just progressively got more serious. Well, I know nobody probably took us seriously yeah. at first. Probably not even ourselves. You know, we were just—I don't want to say we were goofing off from day one. The idea was definitely goofing off, but then once we started, like I think once we brewed our I first mean, it, batch, it, it, it was like we, it, me and you started taking it pretty seriously. Yeah, I mean, but, it was like experimentation. I mean, it was really we were testing the waters. Mm -hmm. You know, like is this real? Is this is this something we can do? The homebrewing part was always just a means to an end. Like, I never aspired to be a, a home brewer. I didn't want to brew beer for fun. Not to knock people who do, because it's a really cool hobby. Right. And if it hadn't worked out, I think we probably still would brew beer at home. Yeah. But but, but you, we had to get to that point first. Like, we had to brew beer for fun to decide if we were going to make it a career. Mm -hmm. But at first, I'm sure everybody thought it was just college buddies, midlife crisis, maybe call it whatever you will. But it was just some, some buddies having fun with a crazy dream that would never happen. I don't know how long it took for people to start taking it seriously. Probably after our first event with VSU's Alumni Association, and the beer was had started to taste pretty good at that point because the first yeah. couple batches were garbage. The very first, the very first batch was non-alcoholic. We killed the, or we didn't ever even activate the yeast. It was just sweet water. There was 0.0% alcohol. And then a couple of next batches after that, we ended up pouring out. We have a video of us just dumping dumping a keg into the grass outside yeah, I remember of that video. house <laughs> and um well, once we started making beer that was pretty good and once we started going to events and being asked to come to events mm -hmm. and selling t-shirts yeah. that's that's how we made money because we couldn't sell the beer we sold t-shirts 
then people kind of started taking it a little bit more seriously. The one person I would say who probably was the most influential in encouraging us to, to go after it and to, you know, not to be afraid to take chances and, and just stick with it was probably my grandpa. Um, he was just, he was supportive from day one. He would come to, I have a picture of us at the Waterworks facility and uh, it's all like the key players. So you got people from, there's like an engineering firm there. There's city people there. I think you were in the picture. I'm not oh, sure yeah. if you were there or not. I was not. Um, but my grandpa like, came, like he was there and uh, that was awesome. Yeah. He, he was always all about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that he lived long enough to see it. Come to open. fruition. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. So, I mean, I remember, I mean, I remember the day you walked in my office and you were like, okay, this is what we want to do. <laughs> And the, this is the idea we have. And we're looking at, you know, Valdosta. We're looking at Thomasville. Like, what can you guys do for us? And, I mean, I remember talking through the whole process with you. And, you know, I was really excited because I knew, I knew that we needed a brewery here. I knew that was some, a business for downtown that would work so well here. And, I mean, it, it totally has. Um, and so I'm just thrilled that you guys took a chance on us, too. And I know that. You know, ultimately, the project went through the Development Authority, our Industrial Development Authority, and, um, you know, worked out really well that way. But the fact that you decided, like, what was it because of, you know, the Development Authority stepping in and the city believing in you and, and all of those things that worked out that you actually chose to stay here in Valdosta, or was there other factors that, that worked into that? You want to take that one? Um, could you repeat the question? <laughs> That, that, that was why Valdosta? <laughs> Valdosta was always like why, our why first did, choice. Why to be did honest. we win? It, why did you choose to stay here instead of maybe going over to Thomasville or going to Lake City? It was also, it, I mean, it, it, it was it was at the top of the list. Um, we wanted to make Valdosta work out more than the other places. Um, I was born and raised here, and it was important for me to uh, stay around town, around my family. Yeah. Um, uh, my father passed away 11 years ago, and, uh, you know, I try and, me and my sister, you know, we kind of help my mom out, and she helps us out, and that uh, closeness is, is important to me personally. Um, so Valdosta, it, it, that was the goal to, to make it work out, and uh, so it was kind of like, all right, out of these three, what, what are we really going to shoot for? Mm-hmm. And uh, so... I was a little less anchored to Valdosta yeah. um, from a like a personal attachment. I mean, I did go to college here for the seven years it took me to get my four-year degree. <laughs> um, had a lot of fun in Valdosta, created a lot of great memories. Um, but at the same time, it just made more sense. Th- those other communities are great communities, and they both are probably – I know Lake City has a brewery now. I'm sure Thomasville is going to get one eventually. But Valdosta, on paper, at the time, and even now – it made the most sense. I mean, it was the larger of the three towns, the closest proximity to multiple um, interstates, three colleges, Department of Defense installation, Delta, Delta Hub. I mean, you know, great local population, not transient, like not students or Air Force folks, but just people who were born and raised here. Um, I mean, and we also had networks. You know, at that yeah. time, I've got you know an uncle that manages a restaurant. We've got family members in the service industry. Um, we had a good network already established, and Jerry, I didn't have to move. Really, is what it came down to. <laughs> so, did you like? So, obviously, you're in the old city waterworks building, um, which was part of what you did with the development authority in the city. But when you decided Valdosta, um, did you already have the building in mind, or was the building a suggestion by somebody else? Because I guess the ultimate question is why downtown. So, um, Alex Arzaeus, I don't know if y'all know who she is. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if she still works in the zoning office or not. No, um, but she was at the time. Yeah, she's, shout out to Alex. She's moved on to, I think, be a full-time mommy she's now. She's a full-time <laughs> mommy. Yeah. She, uh, she was the one who pitched the building to us. She had, I, get, I don't know if she was in the First Steps meeting or somehow she found out about it and sent me a Facebook message. Uh, she's just an old college friend of mine. And uh, she said, there's this building you got to go look at. If you want to open a brewery in Valdosta, I think you're going to love it. And uh, so we went and checked it out. And from like from day one, from like as soon as I said, I, I'd never seen that building before. I've driven by it probably a thousand times, but I'd never seen it. And we looked at it, and I immediately, that was in my it. mind, it just immediately transformed into a brewery. Mm-hmm. Um, fun story about that building. Um, years ago, like when I first started working at the city, 
um, we did a request for proposals to develop that building into something. And I remember us talking like, what, what is this as a city government? What do we want to see of this building? Because it was our old waterworks building. It, I mean, if everybody knows what it is, I mean, it, it's where you got your city water supply. So, I mean, like if you, back in the day, if you like turned on your sink, that's where your water came from. So, um, you know, the city talked and you know, put out this request for proposal. And what we really wanted to see was a brew pub, brewery, brew pub, something like that. We didn't get any proposals for a brew pub or brewery back back at that time. And the city decided not to even move on the project. We just sat on it. And so I think that's kind of one of those perfect timing, like right people at the right time, because we knew we knew what that building could be. And the fact that you had the same vision for that building, I think, really speaks to that it, that's what it was meant to be one day. I think there were a lot of cogs in place that were put there intentionally. Yeah. You know, um, not only that, the timing of that, but also the timing of when the Georgia laws kind of changed a little bit to mm -hmm. make a brewery of our size more feasible. Because um, before 2017, you couldn't sell beer like we sell beer. You can't, you couldn't walk into a brewery, sit down at the bar, order a pint of Southern Isles. Right. You basically had to pay $10, that's kind of like just the going rate, for a pint glass that you're going to take home. And then from that purchase, you now get a free tour of the building that came with free samples. Right. Which doesn't make any sense. It's not good for the business. It's not good for the consumer. Um, but that also happened in that same time frame. We actually had two business plans, one if that law passed and one if it didn't. And I'm really glad that it did pass. And uh, But, yeah, I think that there were a lot of puzzle pieces that, um, you know, God was putting into place. Yeah. And, and everything just kind of lined up. Yeah, sure. you could argue divine intervention. For sure. So uh, let's talk. Describe your first year to us. Well, I have I have another uh, I have a question for before that. Okay, because I, I think obviously you guys are master brewers, your husbands, but you're also dads, both of you, and you guys have a business that uh, it, it's a small business, obviously, but it's manufacturing, so there's a lot more components on the back end. So how do you juggle being dads and like making? the games and all the things and you know how do you juggle that work-life balance or do you is it something you struggle with or it's it's definitely not easy um i uh i was involved in sports a lot growing up and so um i'm i, I really like to be my, my dad he always came to practices and came to the games and everything he never missed that but i'm i'm kind of where i can uh i can actually coach like help coach uh, the the football and the baseball, and uh, I mean sometimes it, it sometimes it gets it gets really difficult because you have to be in two places at one time, and sometimes you got to show up late, and sometimes you have to leave something important to to not be too late, and so it it it, it can definitely get hectic, especially at specific times of the year, um, and also. Uh, my daughter, she also has dance and volleyball, so there's two more things, and you know I'm I'm really uh, pro, you know, extracurricular activities, and so we uh, we make it work. Yeah, I think with there being two of us, it gives us a lot more flexibility, yeah. um, especially in the beginning when we were there seven days a week, all day long, open to close. There were we didn't have a staff. Yeah. Really, nowadays we've we're very fortunate to have an amazing staff, and we can get away with not being there for a couple of days at a time. Yeah. Um, but there's still big events that will conflict. For example, like Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest is our favorite time of the year. But what, what, what coincides with that? I know you had to miss something. Yeah, this what is, sport was it's, it? it's right at the beginning of football season, and it's usually right when we're starting to play games. And fortunately, I, I, the past couple of years, I coached w with, a, with a, a friend of mine, and, uh, and it's kind of like, hey, man, um, not missing Oktoberfest, can't do it. Yeah, <laughs> especially the opening opening ceremony. Yeah, uh, there, there was one year I actually had to miss. Uh, uh, we had our uh, Miss Oktoberfest pageant, our very first one, and there were so many people there, and I had to miss it. And I was, I was like, "Yep, not missing that." You again. had FOMO. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I remember that. Yes. Never forget it. <laughs> <laughs> He's still scarred. <laughs> that was a good one too. I really wish I had made that. Um, but, you know, it's just uh, it's the breaks. It's yeah. part of it. Yeah. We love being dads. Um, my, my kids in, are in the same boat. we got t-ball, basketball, dance. 
and um, luckily we have very supportive spouses who realize what we do and uh, I'm glad that the, the 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 further we get into it and the more um, the more used to it and the, the rhythms of everything we can kind of get away from the brewery more now but in the first first year or two it was really tough yeah. the year before we opened was really tough I mean that was construction and we were always there um, and in the first six months we were there literally seven days a week um, but now it's kind of started to level out a little bit and we have like I said I, I can't praise our staff enough we have some amazing people in the front and back of the house mm-hmm. who um, make our jobs a lot easier than, than they could be yeah and I think that's probably what a lot of people don't realize. A lot of people think it's real, you know, you open a small business and you just like open the doors and turn the lights on and hire somebody and money's going to make itself. And I think sometimes people don't understand what the commitment is, especially in the first, I would even say three years, um, time-wise and what it takes away from your families. And, um, you know, I think that's a good lesson for anybody who wants to open a small business. Yeah. Well, it doesn't turn off, you know, whenever you lock the door and go home that doesn't mean the day's over mm-hmm. there's always messages and calls and emails and yeah and, and for me personally i have a really hard time turning it off especially as the 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 director of business development is my official title but part of that is just social media you know social media doesn't sleep uh, you know this hi i'm as rachel as anybody <laughs> <to meet you. laughs> Luckily, Jay Rice hops in and helps me, especially with uh, the Facebook messages. But I, 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 re- I really try, but Chris, Chris does a phenomenal job with, with social media. And uh, I really hate when, when I, I, I miss something. I'm like, dang, I, I could have jumped in there. I don't know. I, just, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't check my phone as often as I should. But uh, sometimes I'll answer something, and then Chris will answer it anyways. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. All right, so back to my question. Sorry, my I, turn, that my was turn. on my mind. Yeah, my turn. no, that was a good one. Um, so let's talk about the first year because um, the first year open, not not during construction because you know, but the the successes because I already know the answer to this question. But the successes that you had that first year, um, talk about that and like, did it did it meet your expectations? Did it like exceed? Like, what did what? first year it blew us out of the water we yeah. had no idea right how it was going to be and it was extreme local support extreme um interest in what we were doing um extreme uh, emotional support like not just financial support but like really quickly we developed an awesome group of uh, customers i guess you could call them customers they're really more like family now but uh they i mean we have people who come in four or five times a week mm-hmm. and uh first name basis we know where they live we know their kids names I mean it was just such a great family that developed they just kind of like I don't know what the common denominator would be but there was just this group that flocked to the brewery like cheers well beer beer is obviously the common denominator Um, but yeah it was great so not only not only that level of support you know the emotional support and the the family structure that started to develop but financially we we did well Uh, we surpassed any of our expectations we um, we're able to start writing profit share checks to our investors in the first year, which none of us, I think, expected. Um, it's going to take a while before we get all those paid <laughs> out, but uh, we, we do have a great a great couple of investors, three guys locally that, that kind of jumped on board with what we wanted to do. And um, I was trying to think of some milestones, like you talk about the first year, like yeah. some of the big the big milestones of the first year. But didn't you double production that yeah, first year too? We did. Yeah, yeah. we reinvested uh, mm-hmm. quite a bit of money back into the production mm-hmm. process. So. so it was so successful, and everybody loved it so much that you had to double what you were doing. And yeah, I, we had to that's make crazy. More the way we did that was by adding fermenters. So mm-hmm. fer- a fermenter is the big tank where the beer sits for about seven to ten days as the yeast eat the sugar and they turn it into alcohol. And that's, that's normally your bottleneck in the brewing world is how many fermenters do you have? What's your fermentation capacity? And we do now, I think we've quad, quadrupled or tripled. I'd have to do some math, but it's, uh, the capacity, um, by the end of the first year, we had doubled. As of now, it's, it's, it's pretty close to quadrupled. Mm-hmm. And you've only been open uh, we're on our two, third and year. two and a half. Yeah, I was going to say, not years. even three years. Y'all opened when I started with downtown with the main street it's like literally the same time Mm -hmm. so that's that's about right yeah divine intervention (laughs) 
Is that right? Yeah. All the, Is that all what the, I am? All the stars are lining up. All the stars. All right. I have a, a question. Um, all right. You have to think about this one. Okay. If you could tell, pick, hand pick, hand select one complimentary business that you would like to see open in downtown. I got it. Yeah, immediately, I got it. <laughs> oh, got okay. It. Yep. yep. You, is it the same? It, possibly. You want to say it at the same time, see if we're on the same page? No. No. Oh. <laughs> we might not be. <laughs> well, now you got me thinking about other ones. I got, I got two now, but no. I know one, I, the first I, one that came to mind. I think I think uh, this one may be already open to brick and mortar. I'm not 100% sure, uh, but I would say Creole Soul, uh, one of our food vendors that comes. Um is that who you were thinking? That's not. Oh, that's a great idea. I'm, I love I'm, I love Chef I'm G gl- and Creole Soul. Glad we didn't say it at the same time then. But dude, his food is phenomenal. I mean, it's it's really really good. Let's get and I would love to see him uh, open a restaurant downtown. Mm-hmm. Hands so, down. Man. Yeah. So those of you who may not know from if you're from out of town, um, Georgia Beer Company um, is just a manufacturing like facility. So they have a, a the, they make the beer and then they have a tasting room too. So they invite food trucks in um, to set up on site so that you can also eat. So I think that's really great. You you have a maybe an agreement with the downtown businesses if they want to like bring stuff in or deliver, but you also invite in food trucks. So I think that's a really great um, or com- just food caterers mm-hmm. from across. Yeah. Right, it doesn't yeah. necessarily have to be a truck. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. Just anybody with the appropriate yeah. licensing can come in and, and sell food. And we don't charge them to come in. They don't get anything from us. It's mm-hmm. just this great symbiotic relationship. We have people who are hungry because they're drinking beer. They provide the food for people to eat, and then in turn they stay and have a few more beers. So yeah. it's a great, yeah. it's a great partnership. So Creole Soul is that's your, your pick. That's your that's favorite, that, your that, favorite food truck, huh? That's that, that's my pick. I, Sounds like we have something to work on. I know. <laughs> Who are you going to say? I was so I wasn't going to pick a particular business. I was just going to say a, a type of business. I was going to say lodging. Mm-hmm. I think we need some either a boutique hotel or or a, or even a main a major hotel in in downtown. Because for me personally, when I travel, I and now with the way the the workforce is, Uber and Lyft are just very difficult. You're lucky if you get one. Yeah. Um, and it's when I go somewhere, I don't want to have to drive or car share ride share all over town and um, i think that our downtown really needs somewhere to sleep um, we have some great airbnbs yeah. that are downtown but there's only so many so I, I think it's important to point out your age what's your age i'm 37 okay so we're not far I mean, we're in the same generation and i think um this is something that ellen and i have discussed i know she's way before i even came but um to historically just in this area the people who build hotels or the people who are invested in hotels are side of the road they're interstate and so just help and, and it's it usually it's older families or families that have been around for a long time and they've just it's always been the thing that they've done convincing them and helping them understand that that these new generations like pe- people who are coming up and have spendable income and jobs and things when i travel i'm like you i I number one hate a hotel. I do do dislike a hotel, but give me a boutique hotel, something smaller, something less commercialized. I'm all about it, but I also don't want to stay by the interstate. Um, I want to go like in the heart and see what wherever it is is all about. I mean, you brought up Lake City, same kind of situation. Lake City, if you drive through the interstate, is yeah, you go into downtown, it becomes a whole different place, and I think that's what happens here in Valdosta. But we're missing that, and I think you're right. Yeah, and I drink alcohol obviously you know i like to pair that with my experiences so if i'm going shopping and going out to dinner um that's part of what i do and i do it responsibly so i'm not gonna stay at a hotel that's two miles away have too much fun in downtown and then drive right my family especially or even me myself drive those two miles back back to my hotel and um, i think that our downtown is very walkable i mean you can walk everything downtown has to offer you can you can walk it and uh, the only thing missing is where you're going to lay your head at night. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that, that that is important. I think that will drive other businesses, you know, more places to eat downtown, like Jay Rice said, with Creole Soul, more late night spots, you know, like if we had an Irish pub uh, from some cool guys here in town. You know, those places would, would also benefit from there being a local place to sleep. Yeah, they would. And I think that's probably the one of the one things that we hear most often is um, – something to do after dinner you know it's uh, there's cool stuff to do for dinner and before dinner but 
something fun to do after dinner and some the blue pub served that purpose and hopefully we'll be back open soon um but we can always use another yep well some of the coolest memories i have traveling around and i travel a lot either through the coast guard or um other reasons i travel a lot and downtown downtowns everywhere big cities small cities whatever they are always much different than the commercialized perimeters of, of towns and um the most fun I can remember is, is sleeping in those spots, you know, where you can, like, go to your hotel, you check in, drop your bags. Uh, maybe you get a, a drink in the hotel lobby on your way up as you kind of figure out what you're going to do for dinner. And then that's your hub. From your from your hotel, you kind of go out and explore the area. And um, I think to answer your question, what's one thing that we need in downtown? To me, it's uh, somewhere to sleep. I like it. Me too. Okay, so um, – this is my final question, I think. Yeah. Um, so what's next for y'all? Like, what what's on the horizon? What are you guys planning we're gonna, for? We're going to take over the world. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to open another one of these Southern Isles. Jairus was going to go grab a bowl of ice cream with some gummy bears. Yeah. obviously. <laughs> no, but really, like, what's next? Are you, are you guys going to expand? Like St- you, More states. More. Do you have- so one question we get a lot is, why, why aren't we in Florida yet? Or when are we going to be in Florida? We have a great support community in Tallahassee yep uh, the Tallahassee Beer Society Go they're, just, they're just huge I was gonna say gators but yeah um, I had to get that in there that's why I know Nels. I threw you off there did I go ahead <laughs> go dogs yeah all right Ellen did you have one you want? I, I have okay. no thank you I'm good go blazers yeah go blazers we can all agree on that mm-hmm. all right go ahead <laughs> Florida oh, yeah so Florida would be the next logical step Excuse me, because it's uh, it's so close. But we're not fully saturated in Georgia yet. So um, we actually had had some conversations with some Florida distributors about jumping into like the Tallahassee to Gainesville section of Florida. And we had to put it on pause whenever Publix came online and started carrying our beer in every Publix location in the state. I mean, that's a lot of stores and a lot of to fill. a lot of beer. So. Once that stabilizes, I think Florida will still be the most logical next state. Eventually, I would love to be in every neighboring state and beyond. Uh, but in the immediate future, I guess to answer your question, what's next? We've almost maximized our space there at the Waterworks building, at, so at the brewery now. Um, we can't add any more tanks. We would have to swap tanks. So if we want more production, we'd have to take out the smaller tanks and drop in bigger tanks. The two most recent tanks we put in were 40 barrels, which is, what, 1,200 gallons-ish? Mm-hmm. Something like that. That's as big as we can fit in the building without having to, like, cut a hole in the roof and drop it in with a crane. Um, there's also, I mean, I'm hesitant to even mention this, but there has been some talk. If, if you know the brewery, you know that there's the pump house which is a small structure uh, on the property that's not attached to the main building. It's just kind of like an, a covered open-air area uh, where you can get out of the rain or um, you know, just kind of go in there and have a little private event. And um, it's called the pump house because that's where the well and the pump was when the water works facility was there. But that we've kind of mulled around with turning that into a commercial kitchen and either subleasing it out to somebody to open a restaurant or expanding our horizons and opening our own restaurant um we love our food trucks we love the variety that the food trucks give um but from a business perspective it kind of makes sense to you know to do that yourself and take advantage of the the profits and and things like that um well how about next beers what beers yeah i was gonna ask that too what uh next beers are coming out yeah because blueberry got canned this year for the first time ever super good if you haven't tried it we thought a thousand cases would be good for the season so a seasonal beer is usually like a quarter so maybe two to three months worth of beer and blueberry field party was was going to be our hot weather seasonal so our late spring early summer and uh, we talked with our distributor they said a thousand cases is is good you should do a thousand cases and we sold that for the for those three months and i think we sold a thousand cases in less less than than three weeks yeah So we've expanded that. Uh, we, we we're doing much more than a thousand cases of Blueberry Field Party, but the next one would be in fall, which is going to be uh, Oktoberfest. St. Helens Oktoberfest is our fall beer, but we'd also like to just can some other beers. We've got a new canning line, by the way, which is a, a huge deal. Um, 
we can can our own beer at our own pace. We don't have to wait for a mobile canner to come in. And uh, we've talked about canning everything from uh, Cypress Knee, which is one of our mosaic IPAs that people really like, to the Azalea City Amber. It's Um, coming out in a couple weeks. Is it? Yes. Yeah, Cypress Knee is actually in kegs now, I think. Cypress Knee is great. I think I it yesterday. It's my favorite, too. Or maybe today. Good. Social Haze needs to come back to cans, I think. Um, It's a really good New England-style IPA. And for anybody who's listening that doesn't know what New England-style IPA means, it's basically just the style that got popular in the northeastern United States. It's uh, some of the tag words would be like hazy and juicy and hoppy, delicious yeah. and delicious. Also, uh, lolly. Yes. May, may, and make may it into cans. Yeah. There you go, yeah, Ellen. I dig it. I dig yeah. it. I'm wondering if everybody knows what lolly means. What a, what lolly is? It's a tree. It's a pine it's tree. A pine tree. Named it after a pine tree. Yeah. A Georgia pine tree. A Georgia pine tree. Yeah, so speak on that real quick. Um, all of your, all, you try your best to use all Georgia growing products, correct? Yes. Correct. And well, expand. So, <laughs> uh, uh, so some, some Georgia grown products are super easy to come by. Yeah. You know, pecans, peaches, um, watermelons, those are Georgia staples. They're easy to get. They're right here local. Most of them are in Lowndes County. Mm-hmm. Uh, some, some products that go into beer are not native to Georgia. So, one example would be uh, barley. Everybody thinks, well, hey, there's plenty of farmers in the state that, that grow barley. Why aren't you using Georgia grain in your beer? Well, barley by itself doesn't make beer. It has to be malted, which means it basically is like trick, not trick, but they let the germination process start to where that little seed makes sugar, and then they stop it and trap the sugar by heating it up in a kiln, and there's just nobody in Georgia that does that. There might be Georgia barley that gets turned into malt, but not, not that we know of. Um, so that's like the core ingredient that we wish we could use, but don't currently. Um, the number one ingredient in beer that we do use that's Georgia grown is is our water. Um, our you know water's ninety eight percent of beer, and we use Vadosta City tap water for the most part. Yeah, we filter it with a charcoal filter just to get the chlorine out. Mm-hmm. All municipal water has chlorine in it to keep it safe. Yeah, chlorine doesn't taste good in beer, so we want to get that chlorine out. Um, what are some other Georgia grown ingredients that we use? Well, it, it depends on the beer, but we it's everything from pecans to blueberries, um, cane syrup. Mm-hmm. Cane syrup, honey. Honey. Valdosta honey, actually. Honey. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Shout out for that peach shandy, too. It's good stuff. Peaches, yes. So Peaches. that beer's called Pretty Woman. That's I think that's right. where you are going with the question was about the names. How do well, we, how not do we necessarily. Name? I just, yeah. So Pretty Woman is named after uh, Julia Roberts. Yeah. Because she's from Georgia. Exactly. And uh, she was a George Peach, mm-hmm. and it was a peach beer, so we called it Pretty Woman. Yeah. We get all our peaches from uh, Barney, mm-hmm. which is pretty local. Yep. I mean, I think that's great that you can try to, you know, get everything you can as local as possible, you know, while while still trying to make amazing beer, because that's what you do. Cool. We need some more, like, personal stuff about yeah, man. Like, we like, always non, talk about non-brewery stuff. related stuff. I know. I was trying to ask. Like, ask Jerry, what his favorite movie is. Yes, make me laugh. What, what is your Rachel? favorite movie? Braveheart. Uh, Braveheart. Yeah. Did you know ne- that? Ne- next to... I knew it was going to be one of two things. Next to Lord of the Rings. Okay, listen, I have an idea. Okay. Hear me out. I need you guys to, to partner up with me for this. Don't... I'm going to go ahead and preface this. Do not look at Ellen while what? I talk to you about this. Not fair. Wow. They're all putting their hands up. Think about it. Georgia Beer Company, Main Street, matchmaking, speed dating. At Georgia Beer Company? Yeah. Yes. Are you in? Yeah. Yeah. Highly vetted. We'll know who's coming. During the week on a lunch break. (laughs) I just think about the movie 40-Year-Old Virgin. That's what I think. (laughs) They all go on their lunch break. I think it's perfect. Name's Gina. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Gina. It's Gina. Put a little little rouge on you there. (laughs) What do you say? Oh, my gosh. It's genius, right? I Let's mean, make yeah. a love connection in downtown. I mean, in all seriousness, it probably would work. It's not a bad idea. Okay. I mean, I, I, why not? All right. We do everything else, though, don't we? Can we also work on a Main Street Georgia beer collab flavor of beer? Yes. Sure, that's easy. You have to come brew it. Yes. Okay. We'll do a whole video. We can vlog it. Totally. Let's do it. Let's do it. What kind of beer? I don't know. Let us think on it. Give us 24 hours. Okay.
And in that 24 hours, I want you guys to think about the matchmaking thing because it's, de- it's like so just set up to be successful. So I have a way to tie in what we were talking about there. Um, names of beers plus Jay Rice's favorite movie. This is movies, plural. Uh, so one of his favorite movies series is Lord of the Rings, and I'm there as well. Two. We're like huge nerds. When it comes to Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones. Star Wars. Star Wars. Um, but mainly, mainly Lord of the Rings. I'd say above all, above all sci-fi fantasy genres and everything lord of the rings is we communicate through lord of the rings memes that's true mm. a lot we like we don't even text each other mm. like it's just a meme i don't have any words for that one <laughs> that's true I, I followed you on game of thrones lost me at lord of rings me too. And, and, <laughs> entire <laughs> conversations was just memes. So, so hear me out so so me and jerry our our common bond movie wise is lord of the rings and ellen was asking about names of beers and how we come up with names well there is a couple beer names that aren't georgia related at all yeah uh, like two comrades. Mm-hmm. That's a Russian imperial stout. It just means two friends, and it's me and me and Jerry's. Yeah. Uh, but there's one beer that we did. It was a New Zealand IPA. That means it uses New Zealand hops. That one was tasty too. And it it's called Matamata Mist. Mm-hmm. And everybody was like, "What is? What does that I've mean?" I've never. I didn't know that one. That what one is, was good. What does Matamata Mist mean? Well, Matamata is a is a village in New Zealand where the Shire scenes from Lord of the Rings was filmed. <laughs> yes. So we're using New Zealand hops in this beer, and our favorite movie is Lord of the Rings, which was filmed in New Zealand. And uh, there's scenes from the Shire that were filmed in the village of Matamata. Yeah. We actually used to call it Matamata. Well, we called it Matamata until we met some very fine New Zealand folks, and they called it Matamata, mate. Yeah. Yeah. So we were out I've been in. There. Uh, I've been to Matamata. We were out at, uh, at Moody Air Force yeah. Base yeah. for the, we're squad, squadron commanders for the 75th Fighter Squadron. Hon- honorary. honorary. Yeah. You got to throw honorary in there. We're honorary squadron Honorary Could have fooled us. <laughs> for the 75th Fighter Squadron, Tiger Sharks, attack. Attack. And uh, they train with uh, pilots from other countries. And there was this group of pilots from New Zealand, the Kiwis. Call them the Kiwis. Them. Yep. And we just started chatting with them about beer and everything. And we told them about this beer called Mata Mata. And they, they looked at us all weird. And I said, you know, like the, like the village, and they looked at us like, huh? And they're like, oh, Mata Mata. Mata Mata. Yeah, then they like, like they loved it. Oh, we've been there. Yeah, Mata Mata Mist. You got that accent nailed. You do, yeah. I've been pr- practicing Australian and Scottish accents since I was in middle school. Oh, yeah? Mm, that's interesting. Since I was in middle school, yeah, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I could just go on a blurb if you want me to. I can tell you some more stuff about Jerry's His favorite band is Metallica. Yes. Ooh. Do you know my Should... favorite band? Um, OAR. You've said OAR like a hundred times. It is. My really? very first so I heard I heard Kyle and Bragg used to play at Bungalows in Remerton, Bungalow. which shows your age. Let's talk wow. about Remerton. Bungalows. If, if you know what Bungalows is, it <laughs> shows did. your age. So they used to play at Bungalows and they play, this is when I was like eighteen. And I this was my freshman year of college. I'd go there to hang out. He didn't drink then. No, of course not. I went there in high school. And uh <laughs> and Kyle and Bragg they were they were just two guys that played live music out and about in in the college crowd. Um, they would play this song called "Crazy Game of Poker," and I thought it was their song. Like I thought like they wrote this song, and I loved it. And I was telling my buddy one time, I was, "You got to come listen to this band. They're going to play Crazy Game of Poker." And uh, he's like, "You mean the OAR song?" And I said, "What's OAR?" And so he introduced me to the band OAR. I bought a bunch of their albums. I've seen them in concert like ten times ever since. So yeah, OAR is my favorite band. Listen, this is fun. It's very fun. I'm having a lot of fun. We could do this again, and yes. I think we should. We could do a round two. I think we should do a round two. I think we should do it, though, like after five round two. Okay. And also incorporate planning the matchmaking live so people can hear how it's going to be set up and things. I've actually plan it? Okay. I like that idea. You know what I mean? Nobody realizes. What goes nobody. into it? A lot goes into planning anything. Yeah. Whether it's a 5K run. Which the 5K beer run that we just had uh, was a huge success. Raised a ton of money for the Children's Advocacy Center yeah. in Blounds County. It was awesome. Oh, yes. <laughs> but a lot goes into that. A lot yeah, of conversations have to happen. It does. It does. A lot of notes. You have to flip through a lot of pages. A lot of driving the path. Yeah, you got to drive the path. Gotta get, got to get it nailed down in gotta, your head. Gotta, yep. Yep. Left turns, right turns. Yep. <laughs> I know yes. where to go. I, I'm not, I know where to go. <laughs> so, yeah, so that was episode one. Of uh, Beyond the Bricks with Georgia Beer Company. And yeah. episode two is coming soon. Coming soon. Ellen's yeah. so excited about the matchmaking. That's why thing. I told y'all not to look she's, at her while we talked about it. Why are you against it? it? It's for personal reasons. 
that don't need to be discussed. So that means it's going to be in the. No, no, no. She no, will no, no, not no. do it. We're not. We're not discussing. You get I thought the, you everything get, goes on yeah, the podcast. You get, you get to vet. <laughs> you get to vet the participants. You have. You forget she's the one that edits this, so all that will be gone. <laughs> nice uh, try. Coming soon to Georgia Beer Company. <laughs> Podcasts. <laughs> Edited by J. Rice Martin. Oh, wow. First guest, Ellen I just, Hill. I just, I just leave everything in there. Yeah, I edited it. Sure, I did. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for coming. We always enjoy sitting down with y'all for an extended yeah. period of time. We are always all so busy. We don't ever have time to just. Well, thank you for having Chill. us. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely plan a round, a round two when there's as much as much as we love talking about beer, which we could obviously do it all day long. Uh, next time, we'll have to like do like a twenty five seventy five ratio of beer to non beer topics. I like non beer topics. Or, or where we get to ask you guys questions. You could do that. Yeah. I also yeah. think that Caleb and Mickey are going to fight you for a round two because they also enjoy doing this. Yeah. Mm. We'll fight them. <laughs> You take Caleb, I'll take me. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. You might not have made a good decision on that one. Okay. <laughs> I've made the wrong decision. Oh, goodness. Make beat the collab. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. Thanks, All right. guys. Yeah. Thank you, guys. We'll Thanks. see you next time. Yep. Right. Thank Thanks. you. This episode of Beyond the Bricks was brought to you by the Valdosta Main Street Program, the Central Valdosta Development Authority, and Georgia Beer Company. Check them out at georgiabeerco.com to see what's going on at Georgia's southernmost brewery. And for all things downtown, visit us on Facebook and Instagram at Downtown Valdosta.